0: People. it's rich it's done, and this is uh the, the reggie post happy hour celebration <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's lit
0: <laughs> it's lit it literally lit <laughs> and right now i'm downgrading to apparently just whiskey after having several drinks out mm. with my friends and co-workers so mm. it's gonna be a very interesting episode to say the least i need to catch up but luckily as in all things you know music goes well with everything including alcohol so cheers.
1: <laughs> cheers to that, fam. Cheers to that. Cheers and to twenty nineteen. Cheering to twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. A year
0: will hopefully bring, I don't know, world peace or at least world nope. vengeance. No, nope. it's uh, a rap. Something. I don't know. Maybe. It's a rap. Or at least maybe we'll all this you know, the nuclear bomb will come hit, it'll be nice and easy. <laughs> we'll, we'll all play real life full out the video game. It'll be fun. Something nice and fun. <laughs> But we're here with you with the two thousand and nineteen predictions. That's right. Right now I'm putting on my Swami hats, my crystal ball, and we're all looking out there. They see the the change of landscape and music, what's gonna happen, what's gonna change, cause right now, oddly enough, music is popping. Music is popping. Money's coming in again. I see execs out there getting big positions. Probably the cocaine dealers are happy. You know what I'm saying? We're the back poor to dealers like, are happy. We're back to the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're back to the heyday. To
1: quote unquote the band name, the Cocaine 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, family. So, I mean, one of the things, we, you know, like streaming now, revenues from streaming have like outpaced you know, um, recorded revenue. Um, and now like everybody's, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. So, uh, yeah, 2019 is it's going to be a very interesting year in music. Um, and I think like we have some predictions that we want to like share with you guys. We've got some trends. We've got some data scientists
0: deep, deep into Reggie and stone (laughs) lab pouring (laughs) over Excel spreadsheets, (laughs) running SQL queries, Figuring this thing out so that way we could bring it to you, the people, what will happen. What you will need to keep ahead of your friends can put them onto new stuff You want that, the algorithm. You want that R? <laughs> that Python? That Python. We got that. We got that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Holler at us. Uh, all right. So l- l- let's run through some of these predictions, fam. Um, where do
0: you want to start? Let's start off number one. All
1: right. Pop stars are going to release projects like rappers. I mean, it makes sense already. I mean, you technically because pop
0: stars are rappers and they're actually already doing it. You see that same cynical thing happen with Nicki
1: Minaj and Fefe <laughs> All right, so all right, so why? Def- all right, let's define pop star here. Okay, we're talking about your Ariana Grande's, your Katy Perry's. I feel your like Lady you're being Gaga. very racist.
0: I feel like you're being very. <laughs> let's just say it alright. <laughs> white people you know
1: what <sighs> <laughs> this
0: is the system it's a, it is a system this is a, this, this is a system this is a society this is a society
1: <laughs> it's not me uh <laughs> <laughs> yes well, well oh, look, mainstream max no but it's true Main there, mainstream max there's a whole other yeah. like podcast we can talk about like music classification yeah but yes when you talk about yes white pop stars Taylor Swift's, yeah, yes.
0: Or, or even, I'll even say a Beyonce.
1: I think, I think you could
0: look at her past where even something like the Carters, where if it was released in a certain more rapper way, it'd be a lot, it, it would have been differently received. So yeah. I think that even though I was going to joke about it being race, you know, obviously at this level, there's a lot of mainstream artists of all shapes, stripes, and colors. And I think, like you said, it's, it's, it's because rappers are so successful with it, and the way the music industry works, where they just see what's doing well and do the same exact thing, we're gonna see a lot of weird, way too long albums in the near future.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and Ariana Grande, I guess, like you know, recent interview talked about like you know, uh, her like being envious of rappers, you know, because like, you know, pop is again like the 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 white pop. Is so kind of regimented in this album format and traditional releases. We gotta have the big
0: build up. We're gonna have big the big up. single. Gonna have everything. got to have the posters and targets.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like it, it's so ingrained in this traditional marketing rollout strategy um, that you know I, I'm not surprised. It's like Ariana is like envious, Yeah. or I'm sure like Katy Perry's like, "Yo, like, what, how can I be like this?" You know, so. And, you know, pop, I mean, kind of took an L this year. So I feel like now in 2019, uh, you're going to see more like you're going to see a 24 track like, you know, Ariana album. You're going to see, you know, (laughs) a Fifi Fifi. remix (laughs) with Katy Perry. (laughs) And those bars. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to see, you know, like I, I was reading somewhere. It's like, you know, like you're seeing now on the indie rock side. Or, like, you know, we talked about in 1975, like, yeah. them, like, basically co-opting, like, Drake melodies. You know, you're going to see more of that stuff in pop. Agreed. And, and even there, the way that kind of album
0: drops was all the time. I won't say blatantly, but blatantly tailoring their way to the algorithm, which by exception is serving hip-hop. Because that's exactly. where it is, yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And, and I think, you know, again, like, there's going to have to be an artist that that, like, break some mold and and break some mold of this like traditional pop release schedule. Um because they're they're leaving money on the table. And I think they real they're realizing that or they they will realize that in 2019 like they're leaving tons of money on the table. Agreed. You can't like pull a Taylor Swift and say, "Oh, I'm not going to like stream my music. Like that doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah, or I'm going <laughs> to wait 3 or 4 years, give you these 10 songs and that's it." I think particularly with these young pop stars considering like I said it's weirdest because I'm very surprised the paradigm has not shifted because it's all the same. Like, they're working with these hip-hop producers. Yeah. They're working with of the same songwriters. Like, a lot of the people who help with these hooks in, in hip-hop are the ones writing hooks with Katy Perry. So it's very weird where, like, in this one case, it's like, all right, we can't do it because whoop, whoop, whoop. We're kind of tied to, you know, we've got to have the big rollout. We've got to have the tour ready to go. We've got to have the, you know, the, the Tonight Show appearance ready to go. Where hip-hop is just on some, like, all right, we'll release it and we'll figure things out after the fact. <laughs> like, I was dying because No Name was on um, Jimmy Fallon. It was fantastic. But I'm like, didn't we drop this album a long time ago? (laughs) And that's the way it is. It don't matter. It's just like, you know, we just put it out there and then keep it live. And hopefully the streams kind of come in.
1: And I I think, you know, again, like I feel, I mean, I I know like a few pop stars have dropped like tracks on SoundCloud like Justin Bieber and things like that. But like, I do feel like that, that whole thing is going to evolve. Like you're going to have a hot track that just like drops from like an Ariana Grande Yeah, probably has some type of like, I mean, we're going to talk about world music. It's probably going to have some type of like Dwali rhythm, you know, (laughs) reggaeton beat. (laughs) And, you know, but it's going to be one track, yeah. you know, and like that's going to build up the streams for the album. And then you're going to pull a Drake or a Nicki Minaj and have that track to the album and get all your streams. I
0: see. That's
1: the game, fam. That's yeah, the game. That's but,
0: the game, people. And and I think it's good. I, I think what's cool about the way hip hop does it is the fact that we kind of see music unblemished. And don't get me wrong. I love my well-polished, like, you know. Every four or five years, well perfected, like Radiohead, you know, extremely well produced album. But also, I think from the pop space, it's cool kind of hearing bubbly stuff. And I think that's the way it used to kind of be back in the days where the music, again, going back to the cocaine 80s, where music (laughs) was, you know, the money was flowing easier. The album cycles were a little more predictable. It was more like, you know, you go out there, you make your record, you tour on it, you come back home, you make a new record, and you tour on it. Yeah. And I think we've kind of gone away from that because. You know, there was so much money involved and the big blockbuster record selling, you know, 20 million copies, you know, week one, you know, back in the NSYNC and Eminem era. Since we've kind of come back from that, I think it's kind of cool to kind of hear these little tracks like Thank You Next. Yeah. I think it's cool how Landa L Ray is kind of slowly teasing out her her album songs with fantastic titles, by the way.
1: I, I mean, her Twitter game is, is oh, rough anyway. Oh, she's, so. she's,
0: she's oh, beautiful. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's cool. I, and I think it's kind of a way where... And don't get me wrong I love the album format I love the artistry Involved with it But at the same time It's cool to hear Like this new music That's brand new That's more organic Yeah It's not necessarily planned Even though as we all know It, it probably is <laughs> But at least
1: on surface Where it seems more off the cuff More honest And you know Easy, easy New shit Yeah, Fuck it Yeah, yeah. Let's do that yeah. uh, Alright so the next uh, prediction A rapper will make more money On esports Than a traditional marketing deal <sighs>
0: I mean, you kind of, I won't say you don't see it yet. I think it's, we're in a weird space of where, you know, esports is kind of coming up along the way, period, where you've got ESPN kind of covering it. You've got, you know, even like mainstream blogs, websites covering it. I don't think it's necessarily 100% there. It's bubbling up. I think the biggest example of that last year would be two things it'd be one, Danny Brown. Who's still relatively popular? Co. Popular, yeah. You know, basically put his put uh his I won't say new album, but let's say his cruise album, which I like because yeah. usually it's just like this is my album, but you find out it's all like you know my cousins and shit. So it's kind of cool. He kind of put out the Bruiser Brigade album on Twitch, basically, yeah. And um, Drake, Drake hopping in just to play a casual game of Fortnite with his you know superstar friends, and it became such a huge cultural phenomenon for like you know twenty four hours. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And I think like you know we we we've already touched on this. I'm not going to talk touch on it anymore, but you know. Like they I, I feel like, you know, Fortnite got caught out, you know, stealing people's dances and now they're getting sued by everybody, even the backpack kid. Ooh, nice. Good <laughs> for him. You know, um, but I think now there's there's the opportunity, um, in twenty nineteen for there to be partnerships. You know, like these games need hip hop just like American culture needs hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> and but now these hip hop, you know, dudes are wise. Like they understand they have major followings and like you know somebody like you know a black boy or uh nba young boy has millions of followers are untapped and they all play video games yeah so they now can bring that weight to the table yeah so i do see kind of like uh you know these cats getting
0: paid you know this has been armberg, one of the jewels they were on the last giz of war game yeah. So basically, I think you could actually even play it as them, if I'm correctly, but definitely their song was on it, and, and they were heavily promoting it. I think there's a space there. I, I think the issue also is the fact of, and, and not to throw any This Is horse Geeks out there, because, you know, Lord knows Gang Gang represents. Um, I think even with, within gaming culture itself is having, you know, growing pains kind of contorting to the mainstream culture. As far as, True. you know, again, you hop on Fortnite, sometimes it's fun time, sometimes you're getting called all types of things. So I think it's as, as they kind of work their way and kind of figure out where they are in the space, there's definitely opportunity there. I think it'd be cool because, I, like, you know, I, we follow a lot of artists, and then they'll be on some, like, yo, Smash Brothers, you know, oh, holler at me, I'm on NBA 2K. Oh, yeah. holler at me, yada, yada, yada. And I think there's space there, not to make everything about capitalism, but I think there's space there for, you know, if hip- you know, particularly with, like, how many times have you heard a Nintendo-ass sample in a fucking hip-hop song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it became a cliché to a certain point. Or you've got Nicki Minaj and Chung Lee. Like, there's always been a space for video games because, uh, I remember, I was reading a discussion where the idea of where, and it makes sense for a lot of inner-city kids where, you know, really have a lot of opportunity to kind of do certain kind of activities. Video games are, quote-unquote, relatively cheap. You know, you buy your console, you buy your, your video games, and you're able to kind of play. Now, I'm not going to say it's, it's equivalent to Bro, like, I, own, I
1: own like two games. Yeah, but still. expensive. Well, all
0: you need is two games. All you, all you need is your one friend to have a game, and you'll all have it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's the way it was. It goes back to, like, let's say, you know, like fighting game. Like, if you go to, and because I kind of follow a little esports, like the fighting game community in particular is very, very, very black and E black. A lot of the champions are, you know, usually they tend to be either Japanese or some kind of minority tend to be the big winners in a lot of those tournaments. Just because it's a tradition of going from the arcades. Yeah. Going from, oh, yeah. you know, is, is it something where it's, 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 it's more easily accessible than, let's say, your StarCraft. Yeah. Which requires, like, a computer to cost, you know, like $1,000 high-speed internet, yep. and like fucking, you know, 20 hours a day to practice clicking a mouse. Yeah.
1: Nothing. So
0: it, it's, I think it's definitely there. I, I think it's, it'll happen less about hip-hop and more about the genre where kind of just, you know, growing up. How, like, going back to Fortnite and how to getting sued and don't know how to borrow kind of being thieves and everything else. And yeah. I think as that kind of grows and matures, hip-hop will definitely be a huge part, part if not the part. Of
1: it. Yeah, 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 definitely. The only thing I, I wish... <laughs> Would would come back? I don't think it's gonna be possible because these rappers are too in their feelings. I wish it was a new uh, another uh, Def Jam Vandela.
0: Oh, that'd be so awesome! That'd be that's that a classic game. That's a classic game.
1: Amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But like rappers are way too in their feelings for that. <sighs> <laughs> they have to beat the final boss as Drake. <laughs>
0: Probably you're going to talk about the next thing. Probably the biggest release. I can't think of anything else unless Beyonce has a sneak album coming out. Mm. Riri, the return. That's right, the return. If 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 Beyonce is the queen, Riri's the 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 evil woman in the court wearing a stabber and <laughs> takes her throne. <laughs> and and I think you know, I feel like Riri's last album, auntie was very heavily slept on. I feel like it was a masterwork. I feel like it was, it somebody, was. yeah. And it the was. thing is, it's, it's weird to kind of say that about an album that probably sold a bunch of copies. But it was weird to kind of see kind of like the same kind of critical acclaim you had of. And I think maybe it's because he didn't have a narrative like Beyonce, like Beyonce Lemonade had a narrative. Yeah, Beyonce Subtitle had a narrative. You know, you have motherhood yeah. for for Subtitle, then you had you know the breakup for Lemonade.
1: Yeah,
0: I think of anti. It wasn't necessarily that that narrative, yeah. and we were so used to having Rihanna dropping these albums continuously. Oh yeah, we kind of took advantage of it. Yeah, but it was flames, and it, I think it was. the idea of where Rihanna kind of leaning into, you know, going back to our comment before, world music, quote unquote, you know, reggae and and things that are more cultural, mm-hmm. because that's where she kind of hammered, you know, not where she hammered, but how she kind of first came out of the game. Ponder replay. She's somebody who's been very comfortable in those spaces, very comfortable in dance spaces. Yeah. So to kind of hear she's got a project where at least part of it is kind of focused on that, I think it's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think he's music of the now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, definitely, definitely. And I think, like, you know, again, Anti was, like, I, I think it, it was probably, like, one of the best, like, pop R&B albums. I wouldn't say of all time, but definitely in the last 10, 15 years.
0: Yeah, and... you know. And then what I loved about it was the fact of where it played around with different genres because you had like um like was it James Joint I believe which was just almost like Solange and very pretty yep. and then you went straight into like you know that weird Travis Scott song where he's just doing the whole owl thing as a hook
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and then he, like the Tame Impala color yeah color, you know so I'm I'm very excited about a Rihanna album in 2019 also too shit was that 2017 when um, Lemon dropped. Like uh Lemonade? No, not Lemonade. Uh the Nerd Track. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like I look, she could just play that on repeat and give it an album. I oh mean, god, I, yeah. You, you know, Yo, oh and I'll be okay with that.
0: Going back to going back you to know? going back to Beyonce the <laughs> MC, one of the top MCs of two thousand
1: eighteen, I would definitely love to hear Rihanna like, you know take over the like, You know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm curious where it goes. Like, you know, I you know, world music is well, quote unquote world music. You know, that's so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> It's like music. That's not. That's not. That's not Western. You know. Um, I mean, that's taking taking over, which is another trend. Like you know, we'll talk about too. Um, you know, so obviously people are comfortable with different sounds and different rhythms. So, um, and Rihanna can can really body that. I think she's she's been quiet for two years, uh, almost three years. I think since yeah. Anton. So like like like. I do feel like she's cooking something up. Um, The most interesting thing about this is that everybody was expecting her on Coachella and, like, you know, some festival lineups. And I feel like the Rihanna rumor for the longest time until they actually announced the lineup, like, almost overpowered the actual Coachella lineup. Yeah, agreed. You know, like, will Rihanna, like, play Coachella, like, you know? so uh so no I, I I do think that like like I now am excited for her on her album i i I've never thought I would say that <laughs> you know, I feel like she has like really good singles, but I feel like her albums are kind of so so um, uh, but I think now she has the maturity, she has you know all the confidence, she has the, the ears, world. she has the, the yeah she she has the ears, like you know i'm I'm ready for it, I'm here for it, so yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. And uh,
0: our next prediction is the fact that, you know, we're out in the general malaise of drug activists. (laughs) You know, all these drugs. Everybody's all sad and depressing their raps. We're saying, nah, man, happy rap is going to come back. Happy rap. Happy rap. (laughs) And and I think you kind of see shades going back to, like, no name. Not necessarily to say that no name is necessarily happy rap, per se. (laughs) But I think that you kind of see shades of where, you know, depression has been done we're over depression but I think it's the idea of where like right now hip hop is kind of in a general malaise and even though I'm a fan Future has, been, has a new album coming out in about a week or two oh really yes and uh, he dropped some singles recently and they've been solid singles mm-hmm. but they've been the same singles that we've heard out of Future for now I won't say 10 years, but we're getting up there. Yeah. 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 And, and I think it's time for a shift in the guard. And, and it's not any testament because Lord knows he's made his... He's definitely... Because I remember there was... A, I feel like it was Vulture had a weird article about how we kind of underrate the fact that the future is kind of the king of hip-hop to a certain extent for a long period of time. It was. Yeah. But um, I think the idea of where we're going to kind of break out of that, and you kind of see it happening, even with like a little pump with the I Love It, where things are going to be just a little more upbeat... Even with like like a Playboy Cardi, even though that was kind of mumble rap by pure definition, yeah, those beats are still bright and happy almost all through the project. Yeah, I think that we're kind of into a space of where we're gonna be looking for, not necessarily say real hip hop because Lord knows the cultural idea of real hip hop is very dated and kind of corny. Yeah, but I think we're going to move into a space of where you really can just kind of go into a booth, you know, grab somebody's MacBook. You know, tap something out on a fucking space bar, 808 beats. Yeah. Go into a fucking, you know, a closet and then have this angry trap song.
1: Yeah. And, and like, you know, one of the interesting trends I saw, you know, because of course we had like Juice, w- Juice World, like, you know, <laughs> carrying the, the, the depressing torch yeah. from Lil Uzi Vert. But I do have to say, like, the Shekworth, like, Mobama, which is not a depress, like, it's such a lit and hype song. Agreed. Is like, probably I would say in a lot of circles and especially like universities, that's like, you hear like marching bands playing that. that's kind of like the song of the year yeah. in a lot of different circles. And, you know, I'm not saying like it's a happy rap song, but it's just like a party song. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's weird, twisted way, you know? So I, I feel like people are ready for it. I feel like people, and that's saying like they need to be happy, but maybe they just need to, to mosh. Maybe they need to vibe out. Maybe they just need to like you know like sing an anthem. Yeah, like, I I feel like so yeah like like it's, like, it's not going to be like you know like like fucking shun son, shun son, <laughs> sunshines sunshine and rainbows. You know? <laughs> but I do feel like like the the general tone of rap is going to change a little bit, uh, and I, I I think it's due time. Like I'm not mad at. There's a lot of people who are all like like, mad at depressing rap. I loved it just the fact that we've not really talked about mental health in the hip-hop community. Yeah. We've not been able to express mental health in a way. I mean, you know, people, artists have done it before, but they've done it kind of, like, in these, like, you know, buried deep within the lyrics. Uh, People now being open about their, like, not, like, I'm smoking weed, drug use, like I'm taking like all these antidepressants, drug yeah, use. Because
0: I am depressed. Like yeah. there's something, you know. Yeah.
1: So like, like I think that was great for hip hop and I don't think that's going to die, but I do feel like we need, like, I think the pendulum is just going to swing a little bit.
0: Yeah, no. And I, and like I said, even with somebody like Chance the Rapper, cause who would have thought that Chance the Rapper would be such a big thing. I, I think we're looking for more inspirational hip hop in general. And it doesn't have to be inspirational as in like, you know, pure hip hop but something where it gets you amped something where it makes you feel hype, something where it makes you feel happy something where it's like All right, we're about to do this stuff and I think it's that time and I think you kind of see those shifts and, and, it's, and it's a good thing so you know I will see you out there in the happy streets you know bopping at new Will Smith guys <laughs> 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 i would buy that
1: I'm, I'm, I'm ready for I'm, some I'm new Will re- Smith re- I'm ready
0: you know what I'm saying and the next thing is gonna be very interesting because you know it's it's all about the algorithm, guys. That's right. You can't escape the algorithm. I've been trying. <laughs> I've been trying my best. I've, I collect my little MP3s and I I've got my little curated playlist. But even I, in my in my in my, I will not bow towards the algorithm algorithm ways. Will eventually go to YouTube, go to Spotify, go to SoundCloud, let one song play, and then. Walk away a little bit, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this was dope. Oh, this was dope also. <laughs> and then fall into the fucking algorithm trap. So mm-hmm. I think the idea of where if the algorithm is already feeding us songs to basically from these major label sources, when are people going to wise up and just say, hey, I can skip the major labels and just give it straight to the algorithm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and I so basically like Spotify is kind of doing something like this where you basically... Uh, You know, so if you don't know, like, usually uh, as an artist to get your tracks on um, different platforms, you use a company like TuneCore and TuneCore, and I think like CD Baby as well, like, like, like you upload your music there and then they distribute it to iTunes and Spotify and Deezer, whatever, like streaming the title. Deezer, nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so usually like that's what happens as an artist. Um, what's happening now is Spotify saying, hey, like, skip the, like, the middleman uh, of TuneCore, upload your music to Spotify, and you get a 50-50 royalty split. Um, so it's very, I, I would say it's, it's, you know, especially if you're a mumble rapper, I think it's very intriguing uh, what they're doing. Um, so Spotify now, like, powers so much in terms of culture, Basically, one of those artists is probably going to, you know, hit number one. Like a Spotify-backed artist, an artist that's like a pure, like, I just uploaded my shit on Spotify. Like, it's going to hit number one. And I think that's going to open up a few different questions in terms of like, what is Bi-Fi now? (laughs) Agreed. It's
0: something where you've got everybody going viral, where it's like, I put this YouTube song up and it's viral. I put this song on SoundCloud, it goes viral. All it takes is a team or somebody to be like, on some like, all right, you know, we've got these emails from like, you know, from Sony records. Why can't we just put this same track on Spotify and see what happens? We'll just we'll just say, hey, we've got this song, put it up there, and see. I think it's just inevitable. But like you pointed out, the issue there is the fact of you know we're back to the cocaine eighties.
1: Oh, yeah. Everything's
0: flowing in. That if you're able to kind of skip the major labels, how will they react? And I'm assuming violently. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they probably would react violently, and I think, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to kind of see if Spotify would, at that point, get sued for, like, antitrust or, like, things like that, where, you know, because basically, it's almost like, um, shit, this is, like, a business school thing, but I won't throw it out there. Oh, let's (laughs) let's
0: educate. We've now switched podcasts, let me put on my tie
1: (laughs) and my Brooks (laughs) Brothers We're now talking
0: business of stone. Did you say Brooks Brothers? You well, know, I'm a little drunk. You know. <laughs> Brooks Brothers. But anyway, I put on my cufflinks uh. and my, my Brooks Brothers shirts. We're sitting back here having some cognac, drinking my cigar up here in a skull and crossbones club. Please talk to us and tell us about.
1: Nah, so basically like um back in the day like ford motor company had this thing called vertical integration so they own the rubber factories for tires and they own like every single part of the car they like they own from top to bottom all right and they also like i think investing in gas stations and shit like that oh shit and like it's kind of like Spotify. like Spotify is like you like they sell you the car and they give you the gas at the same time like and they own all that shit And I feel like when you have a late, like Spotify is now, it would be a label and a distribution platform. And they're going to give artists... You know, a, a a better deal than say that artist going to through TuneCore or going to a major label. Yep. Um,
0: and they sponsor concerts. Let's not forget that and,
1: either. And they sponsor concerts. And you know, I'm sure, like if if say an artist blows up, they'll they'll build a team around them and give them premium marketing uh, space on the on the platform. So all these things are going to happen. And I think you know. I think people are going to ask the question of like how far, like how much is too much? How far is this going to go? You know, like now, like you, it, you know, especially if they somehow end up like monopolizing these artists and like just becoming kind of like the SoundCloud, where artists just like upload all their stuff straight to fi, cut out everybody else, and you know, like how far is it going to go? So. Spotify. I'm not saying like Spotify is going to be a monopoly, but it'll be able to control a lot of what we listen to.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think the only thing they're missing really is licensing, and then you have ASCAP and other places for that also. I, I think it's it's something. If I was a major label, I'd be very scared. But as we've discussed in the past, the major label could be like, "Then fuck you, bitch! I'm taking all these Beyonce tracks and taking my ball and going home." Yeah, and, and,
1: and you know it's interesting too because like like. Again, we're, this is the business hour oh. with Red and Stone. Yes. But Netflix is going through that right now. You know, it's like, so Netflix, you know, like has licensed content from like Disney and Warner Brothers and all these other places. And now Netflix is, you know, Disney's like taking the ball and going home. Like they're pulling like Black Panther in 2019. Sorry, people. <laughs> um, so that's why you see all this like, you know, Netflix original content. Um, and I'm wondering, like, like music is a lot harder to do that because if we don't hear, like, uh, fucking our fucking favorite Stewie Wonder song or, like, you know, Ariana like-
0: Grande, <laughs> there's certain things we expect, like Madonna. Yeah, Jay-Z. Like if we don't
1: see that, like, you know, we, fake. we freak yeah. out. Um, but I do, it would be kind of interesting to see if Spotify does continue to build this, like, roster of in house artists. And just kind of build them and promote them and and, and kind of see what happens. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yep. It's interesting. The, the Empire Strikes Back. That's right. Da, da, da.
0: And on the next, we've got the idea of where, you know, it's, an I hate the name because we discussed it already, world music. So we've always had this idea of where once in the blue moon, America will discover the fact that. There isn't just America and there's other things happening out there. <laughs> and then you'll have a great album like, you know, like Graceland. It's like, oh, they have African rhythms and things like that. We've got to have this little, very cyclical, because you could almost pronounce, particularly with like, let's say, Spanish music, Latino music, yeah, where every, like, a clock where you'll have this big bubbling up where you have this big artist and they'll promote them and it'll disappear and then we kind of go in circles. So you think of dance hall. Every 10 years, there's a huge dance hall run for like a summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it disappears. And I think that right now, what's been happening is you've got all these convergent forces. Where you know you've got your your Latin trap, you've got your Dembo type reggaeton beats. Yeah. You've got your you, you know your your uh, your Despacitos, Yep. Yeah. You've got your you know, and on top of that, you've got your Afro beats. Yep. You've got your plain regular ass dance halls, and on top of that, you've got K-pop. Yeah. So basically, the idea of where you know. The pop music will kind of go to the well and say, all right, this is kind of hot and popping over here. So we'll borrow a little bit, apply it to our algorithm and put it out there. I think now basically you know, they're at the doors and they're kind of waiting to kind of bum rush through. And I think it's kind of interesting to kind of see how people will adapt because obviously I think the best one example would be like um, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got somebody where, you know, definitely an artist who basically didn't even understand what he was singing <laughs> at the time. And he was able to kind of write that to basically be his biggest hit of the year. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that kind of changes because even last year on the low, it was fantastic because we may crack a, j- a joke about, let's say a Drake singing in Spanish, but even something like Cardi B where I like it like that was a song that was primarily mostly sp- spoken in Spanish. Yeah. 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 Even though for all intents, I'm like, I don't even know Cardi B, you know, Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> she may be a Latino woman, but she's somebody where, and she wears that proudly, but, Obviously, her music is very grounded in the Western rap hip-hop tradition. Yeah. So it's very interesting to kind of see these things kind of happen more organically than they have in the past, where it's not just a random Ricky Martin hit or Madonna singing, you know, La Isla Bonita. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in the near future, it's the world is just going to become just flatter, and I think it's a good thing. I think the idea, because we were discussing like um, last week, about um, the, the lineup for Coachella, and we're saying how we don't really know a lot of these bands. And what I thought was hilarious is one of the bands was Blackpink. So I'm like, obviously that's EDM. Hell, the fuck no! That's just pure K-pop. Not only is it K-pop, they've got a, a new like it's I think it's called Do Do Do, where it's like she's spitting like Migos flows. Like you know, obviously all like K-pop there's like five or six members. Yeah, but they're doing it at a members. very fifty members at times. <laughs> But they're doing what we do at a very high level. Yeah. It's just in a different language. So I think it's about time where, you know, these kind of doors kind of get broken into. I mean, they're broken into, but broken down because it's kind of very interesting how, you know, for us, it's been this kind of weird thing of where, you know, this track is hot, but it's not English. so I don't fuck with it. Where worldwide is the exact opposite thing, where this track is hot and it's English. We don't give a fuck. It's just dope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so like, one of the things that, like, really surprised me about last year... Is like the most streamed artist on Spotify. Is not Drake. Ooh, wow. It's J Balvin. Wow. Three hundred and twenty-seven million times for one single. Like, and, and you know, it's uh, I think he's like, yeah, he's Colombian. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's why Drake is singing in Spanish. <laughs> but <laughs> being the cutest Dominican out there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the world is it's flatter. Um, you know, like like. I think now, like, you don't have to, like, to, to, you know, if you want to sample, like, a a track that's not in your language, it's not, like, a huge thing where you have to go to the record store buy the record and be like, oh, shit, that doesn't speak English. You know, like, you can't sample, like, you know, like, you can sample these artists and, like, the barrier is so low. Like, if you play, like, the track and, you know, it's not your thing, like, okay, you've wasted, like, five, ten minutes of your life. Not a big deal. Um, And I think now, I think music now is so similar, especially in hip-hop. Like, hip-hop, I think a lot of artists kind of are interchangeable in a lot of ways. I think people are, like, seeking new sounds. And I think, like, new, you know, even though, like, the sounds of, like, reggaeton are not really new, I do think, like, the fact that it is in another language and it is something different, I think it's just, you know... People wanting to like spice things up, you know, in in their music playlists or in their lives. So it's kind of interesting to see, you know, like now we're like in the post Despacito era. (laughs) Post Despacito. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) You know, it's pre and post Despacito. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's kind of interesting to see, you know, um, just like uh, there's a there's a track that I, I think was one of my it's like one of my favorite tracks right now. It's like this like Mexican pop singer. Uh, it's like ZMR Mara, Sem- Seminara, or whatever. Um, and I love this track. This track is great. It's basically like, like, kind of like white girl pop over like reggaeton beats. All right, it's great. I love this track. <laughs> but you know, she's bubbling up and she's getting featured on Genius. And I was out and like somewhere, and a DJ was spinning like like the DJ edited the track in New York. So like now you're getting these things where and she's like Mexican she you know she's a, I think she's a huge pop star in Mexico but never has done like any English language whatever but now like you can have an artist like that get on Genius you can have an artist like that get spun in New York because now like she's on she's playlisted on Spotify she's on you know she's all on all these different platforms so it's kind of interesting to kind of see that at like the micro level all these kind of smaller artists like bubbling up and the world is flat so it, 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 it's it's um, it's it's pretty great, and I think K-pop again is, is something where like K-pop is fascinating to me. Like I don't understand it, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I do feel like uh, I might get doxxed, but I do feel like it's kind of an inferior version of. Pop music, I don't, I don't know. I, um, mm, but know that's,
0: that's gonna be an interesting episode in the future. But yes. yeah,
1: like, yeah, but uh, but yeah, like you had um, shit, I forgot the name of the artist, but like they they came to New York and sold out three, four sold shows at like Madison Square Garden, you know. And I think again, like people want to be a part of something that's like a movement. People want to be a part of something that's like cool and fresh and new. And you know, again, like language is not an excuse anymore. Um, And I think that's beautiful. I think it's really cool. Like, like, like the more like non-English tracks that like pop up and become number one, the better. Yeah, no.
0: Every every time you hear a non-English track on the radio, a Trump supporter dies. (laughs) 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 But you know, I think it's about time. And I I think going back, and I think the biggest thing you said, how is stagnant? I think the idea of where. Traditionally, in the old paradigm, pre-Despacito, it'd be an issue of, all right, we need this kind of sound, so we'll borrow it from here. You have a Vampire Weekend where it's just like, all right, cool. We're, in this, we're surrounding the world where everybody's playing this kind of indie rock kind of thing. So what we'll do is we'll borrow these cool guitarists, but not from, let's say, you know Led Zeppelin, not from The Cure, yep. not from the grunge era. We'll go straight to you know guitarists from Africa, and we'll put it to the paradigm. And now we've got a whole new sound. And I think, and I, again, a huge... Um, Grandpa Weekend fan, not dissing them at all. I actually love them. I think it's great. And I think the idea of particularly now music is so walled and we're so used to the algorithm, I think kind of applying more different, unique, international styles to the music we're listening to will kind of just add more, like you said, like a better term, spice to everything else. So I think it's good. I think it's awesome. And I I, I do think K-pop is awesome, by the way. Holler. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Holler. Let's fight. Let's have fight <laughs> after the show. And I think the last thing we all see, and it's, it's been bubbling for a minute, you know, and we've all discussed this back in, you know, for for a minute about how it's hard to kind of get that good slow jam without, like, fucking you know, a, basically trap beats and fucking hi-hats, But I, I think it's inevitable the rise of traditional or at least close to traditional R&B.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've already seen it this year uh with... <laughs> For a girl, LMI. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Why are we
0: laughing? That's fucked up. That's fucked I, up. I
1: don't think I ragged on <laughs> on an so hard, and poor 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 girl. I don't know if her people listen to the show. Ooh. Um No, I mean you know what? Um, like uh, I think you know what? I think it's really cool to see the pendulum swing and like her, like you know. Um, get Grammy nominations and and like I I do like like the fact uh, you know that we are coming kind of coming back to this traditional R&B cusp um I think it's going to continue in 2019 I I, I feel like you know we had the Mariah Carey album that's sensational um you know we've like I, I you know I just listened to you know um was it like I just re-listened to like the Lauryn Hill album and like that is kind of like making me want to listen to more like real R and B? No, this weekend shit. <laughs> um, so I no, I I think it's really cool. I think it's going to continue. I, I think that you know, like artists. R and B is always going to be in a weird time because like it's it's such a catch all for everything. Yeah, and um, and
0: I think it's been a minute where probably where the idea of rhythm and blues has been, you know, maybe in a jazz era, but the idea of rhythm and blues where it's like it's not the preeminent black art form.
1: Yeah, and, and I think too, like R and B is just it's so nebulous. You know, it, it's always kind of been like. Oh, it's just Motown. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's just that. And now, like R and B can be so many different things. You can have R and B singers rapping. You have, <laughs> you know, rappers singing R and B tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so I, but I, I do think you know, like there is kind of a search for purpose. Um, and I think you know, again, like you know, no offense to LMI, but like I, I do think like. There, there's a place for her at the table. And I probably wouldn't have said that like five years ago. Yeah, you know,
0: and, and I think it's good. I think it's the idea of where, because you know, we've been talked about Ella Mai cracking jokes about her in, like '90s R&B, but it's, it's there's been a lot of weird things happening in general. You've got, you know, within R&B, you've got her, you've got SZA, who's very traditional, like cut from your, and I, I don't mean this as a negative way. your marriage Mary G. Blige, very soulful. Yeah. You know, her, her, her singing or not singing aside, side, however you sit on there. But cut from a very soulful relationship singing kind of side, you've got something like, let's say, your, your Frank Ocean, which is almost very artsy, very indie rock kind of version of that same exact thing. Yeah if you want to hear your basically your bump and grind joints your trey song still does pretty well your ty doll sign does pretty well your jeremiah's still do pretty well yeah like it's something where r&b is expanding in ways where i think it's about time man don't get me wrong i love the weekend i love trap soul. i love a lot of those things i feel like before that r&b was in this weird malaise where even though we kind of talk about how there's that mix between r&b and hip-hop for a minute it's been r&b singing on top of hip-hop Exactly. Yeah, and I think the idea of where you had these these hip hop song hip hop singers hip hop rappers doing more R and B type hook singing kind of scared them, and everybody kind of went in the same exact way. Where now we're all kind of singing these R and B hooks hooks and still kind of doing these hip hop flows in our verses. I think you've got this traditional more traditionalist based. I won't say traditionalist at all, kinda of going back to, hey, we're supposed to be doing R and B, supposed to be around relationships, it's supposed to be more soulful. You know, you could have a hit trap beat to it, but we've gotta kinda of go here and and hit a great crescendo and come back. I think the idea that Dream's crazy ass can drop fucking forty songs <laughs> <laughs> basically on pure R and B with songs called Dough no rappers, I think is a great thing. And I and I think it's again, going back to the idea of world music where and the Asian algorithm is very easy to kind of serve the algorithm where, you know, these songs get the stream. So we're making only these type of songs. I think the rise of R&B is great. I think we kind of need more, more general diversity. And I, yeah. think it's a, and I think it's a fantastic thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. And definitely.
0: that's about it. And, you know, besides the fact of, uh, you know, us winning a billion dollars, those are our current <laughs> <laughs> predictions. But I, I think overall, if we had to kind of do a state of the music address, I think music is in a healthy place. I think you've had a lot of great music last year. I I think a lot of the genres themselves are in in really interesting spaces from, you know, rock, where you could have, let's say, 1975. Even though people kind of slag on rock, you know, you've still got a lot of things happening in indie rock space. Perhaps not necessarily indie, but definitely, like, you know, with what's happening with Trump, you've got a lot of great popping punk bands that are kind of crossing over. I think... EDM has kind of Hit that pure Saturation of Chain Smokers And it's kind of Come back to a little bit More experimental records Are getting a lot of Big Burn Yeah, I love I would discuss Like you know Lotic and Eve's Tumor I think that In general 2019 will be a Great year for music even beyond what's been kind of you know foretold, if your re and your possible you know the other rumors, your your solanges and things like that, I think music is in a healthy space, and I think it's going to be quite fun to kind of see and hear what drops. You know, surprisingly, even like you know James Blake apparently is coming out next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's going to yeah.
0: be woof Andrew T So it's it's I think that's... You Know as the year goes on, we're gonna have a lot of great things to talk about, and I'm happy for you guys are going to come tag along while we talk about them. That's right, yeah, that's right. Da-da-ding. All so, right, cool. Uh, that's it. So, we're gonna go back to my uh, my whiskey and my drinking. <laughs> 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 but um, as usual, thanks for listening, thanks for giving me those clicks, and uh, we've got a lot of fun things planned for you in the next year. So, keep on listening. That's right, all right. Take care, peace, peace, thank you.